everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Well, I was doing good, and then I watched this episode. Now I'm not doing as good, Robbie. That seems to be the way things go lately. <laughs> hey, last week wasn't as bad. Last week was fun. I mean, I was last week was downright okay. Downright okay. Hey, for that, that's I'll take it, Matt, frankly. Um... Oh boy, this week's episode. Hi, we. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello, people. Friends. Hello, friends. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content. Uh, appreciate everyone there who supports us. We really do love our patrons. I try and keep them in mind when I endure the pain of watching and discussing these episodes. This week's episode is The Heartbroke Kid, episode GABF11, originally aired May 1st, 2005, written by Ian Maxstone Graham, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, received a 6.8 rating with 11.9 million viewers. The couch gag, the family, is catapulted. They sit on the couch and catapult throws the couch really far. They probably die. Probably kill the whole family. More than likely. Probably. But it's that's not- better than watching this episode. Oof. Uh, this episode guest stars Albert Brooks as Tab Spangler and a very is very that what his name was. Ta- yeah, that's his name. They is... say it once and then never again. Yeah, there's who oh boy Tab Spangler and he very briefly appears as Jacques. Jacques shows up in the impromptu intro sequence um, with Fat Bart. Um, Albert Brooks is the only redeeming part of this episode. Only thing the in this only episode, tiniest little bit. Everything, uh, even the, the music they use for the montage is bad. Every, I mean, Albert Brooks is doing his best. I think that's. They, I know they. I, I'm pretty sure they let him improv, let him come up with stuff on his own because he's done that with every single appearance. Um, and I'm sure that's why I'm gonna guess, man. I don't know, but I'm gonna guess that is why his scenes are more entertaining because he came up with it himself. Instead More of likely, every time there was a misspelled sign, I kept thinking, I wonder if Howard Brooks they came up with this. Um and they just animated around it. I Matt, I I think I hate this episode. I mean, if you do, I'm right there with you. But we'll get to this at the end, but I feel like there could have had something here, but then it skews off into just absolute craziness that I, I do not like. I I don't think this is like a it like this episode's not good. It kind of meanders around, doesn't really say anything. It just kind of just does stuff from here to there. And it, it, but it's not like the worst of the worst we've watched, but I hate it. I hate everything about the fat camp and what it says about fat kids. I hate all of it. It makes me so angry, uh, maybe more than it should, because I don't think they had really any intent. Because putting any intent on it is probably too much, because I'm pretty sure they, like most of these episodes, they flew by the seat of their pants and they just kind of made it. And it doesn't feel like, does this feel like it had more than a maybe a second draft? Mm, I don't think so. Not really, no. I mean, it just, it feels like they had an idea, like, hey, oh, Bart has to go to a fat camp. Okay, that's fine. How does Bart get there? Well, let's let's tie in this whole thing about... Uh, you know, vending machines and schools profiting over, you know, awful things that they do and how bad processed food is for you. And just there, it feels like they just mixed together a whole bunch of different episodes and said, boom, here you go. And then they said, oh, Which, we have, we got Albert Brooks. Let him get, let him be this yelly guy and he'll yell funny stuff because he's funny. Which he is. Exactly. 
Meow Brooks is very funny. Uh, this episode begins with a imagine a dream sequence, uh, a a Skinner dream sequence where he is imagining uh, com- that he's commanding troops being attacked by a giant stapler, as often happens in life. Very bizarre, but uh, it, it is real. He's he's interrupted by by Chalmers, Superintendent Chalmers, uh, and we it pulls back to show a bunch of little army guys on Skinner's desk. Um, this this is uh, Chalmers is there because they need. I don't know if they're renewing the vending machine contracts or they're getting new ones or if they're they're doing this for the first time. Well, it's not very. My best guess is that the previous vending machine contract is up and now it's time to negotiate a new one. So they're taking bids. Right. Which is something that happens at schools every couple of years. Yes. And so we are there with Skinner and Chalmers as they get these pitches from various townsfolk. Yeah, everyone likes a gumball machine, so why not a gumbo machine? It does your school nurse treat burns. Nope. It couldn't be simpler. Kids write down what they want, put their money in the can, and I take the bus to the supermarket and bring the snacks the next day. Is that a yes? Kids want a snack that skateboards, won't clean its room, and hates homework. That's why we created Scarfables by Scammer and Z-Dog. These two spokes rebels were invented by the marketing team that came up with Hip Hopsicles, the urban popsicle. Yes, I saw those when my normal grocery store was on strike. Well, here's what really seals the deal. Yo, 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 slide your queen into the machine and don't expect any change, dog. It's like a fundraising school bake sale with slang as the saran wrap. And a subsonic neurojammer disrupts the child's judgment center. Fair enough. I assume these snacks are nutritious. That's really none of our business. The bottom line is, half the profits go to your school or camp. You heard the lady. Just sign the damn contract. Yo. That's really none of our business whether our snacks are nutritious. There's nothing wrong with this, necessarily. No, this is the part I actually liked, because it is almost a biting satire of how vending machines work in schools, and how the food in them is terrible. And, like, this is how the first act is basically gonna go. Uh, but then it just veers off into nothingness. Well, it has to, at some point, my problem with this, Matt, is just it. it this is a way in. You know, it, like it fun- it functions well as a way into a plot, but then they take that plot and go fifty to a million different directions with it, and ultimately say I think genuinely harm gen genuinely harmful things about uh, right. attitudes about food. So, which is the, I think what the opposite of what they want to do. Maybe I'm gonna give I'm trying to be optimistic and hopeful and say that they want to be helpful and say nice and say like useful things about how we as a society treat food and kids and how we teach kids about food that I assume that that's what they want to do. I don't really know anymore. Uh, at a certain point, I assume the Simpsons writers were trying to say genuinely useful things and so things that are insightful. And in this case, so many times in a row, I've seen them do the opposite. I have to start questioning that, including this episode. Um, yeah. So, we get we see these vending machines these new vending machines uh scammer and z dog put into the school and the kids love them all the kids uh lisa included 
or at least is at least is in there at first because they have a Dalai Lama Dalai Lamanade, but then Lisa reads the ingredients list and I mean a Dalai Lamanade it, it's it, a lemonade from a vending machine. The ingredients are going to be terrible. I mean, it's going to be corn syrup and lemon flavors. That's all that I don't know. Maybe ten percent juice if you're lucky. Um, but everyone, all the kids just love all this this crap processed food. So Bart is probably worse than most because he's starting to sell his stuff. He sells his skateboard to Willie so he can afford more food from the vending machine. Uh, we get a long sequence of Willie trying to skate uh, down Ugh, some way down too some, long. There's multiple sequences in this. They're just like, what's the thing that can take up the most time? Like there's a minute, seeming like a minute long sequence of Willie skating, falling down some stairs, stairs, skating some more, falling down some more. It doesn't like, feels like a minute long. Um, but then we cut to the Simpsons' house, where they're having dinner, and we see a little bit of the tension created by the presence of these new vending machines. Bart, I spent all afternoon stuffing tuna fish into that steak. Have some. No, thanks. The vending machines at school feed me now. Oh, so I've been replaced by a machine? Oh, Marge, no machine could ever replace you. Why, you're the... Or could it? March, but I'm ready for some loving. Why did I give her a gun? But I repeat, no one is being replaced by a machine until all the kinks are worked out. Well, until that day, I'm still Bart's mother, and I don't like him stuffing himself with junk. I feel like they have an opportunity here, uh, right here, especially, of, oh, Bart whining to get his uh, crappy snacks and then Homer whining to get his beer to draw a parallel uh, between what's going to happen to Bart, obviously, and what has happened to Homer. And this could have been a good episode of, oh, you know, uh, Homer has to inter, uh, intervene with Bart and show him that, oh, you know, we both have to work hard at this kind of thing. And they just kind of throw it out the window for fat jokes. Oh, boy. Um, so we get a montage of Bart just eating garbage uh, to uh, Yummy, 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 I Got Love in My Tummy. I forget the name of it. I don't know if the actual name of the song, but everyone knows that song, I think. Um, and then that segues in to new opening credits, basically. New opening sequence. Uh, the normal one, you know, was where it typically zooms in on, in through the school window to see Bart. Um, drawing, writing on the chalkboard, it said zooms in the school window to see Bart uh, eating something out of the vending machine. And then they, the, 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 the sequence follows Bart skating home, but it, all it is, is Bart riding a skateboard, but he's fat now, so he cracks the sidewalk as he goes, uh, he knocked people out of the way, um, he is so heavy that he moves cars when he runs into them. And runs into the, the concrete run, of the sidewalk. Wrecks the concrete, runs into cars. They move. He he lands on top of the... He knocks the Marge... The, the car that Marge is driving. Or Marge's car. He knocks it askew. He's so heavy. And then when he lands on Homer's car, it actually crumples underneath him. I mean... It's, it, is, this where we're, is this where we're at? Is this what we're doing? That's what we're doing, Robbie, for in the rest of the episode, in fact. Uh, cool. Um, this is where I say I was a fat kid. Um, 
And the show could be insightful about what your life is like as a kid who's overweight. And it could do lots of interesting things and have Bart be the window to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could have Bart be treated differently at school, treated differently by his family, could have him realize that, oh, my life has changed now. And this is how people treat uh, you more poorly because you weigh more. And use that as a way to show how society views overweight people um but it doesn't it makes really boring fat jokes because he weighs more so he moves he knocks he cracks the concrete isn't very clever very clever jokes like that very smart requires a lot of intelligence to write a joke where the fat kid like runs people over because he's fat (sighs) oh boy so bart uh arrives home uh matt and um, this is three weeks later, by the way. Three weeks have gone by. Mm-hmm. And he has gained, I don't know, it looks like 50 pounds, 30 pounds. I mean, I would say at least half his body weight. Yeah, significantly more. I'll say that in three weeks. Um, and he's in such bad shape that he has a heart attack. My heart. It hurts so much. Oh, like it's gotten a vice. Oh, my little boy's in love. I think he's having a heart attack. Oh. Come on, son. You can fight this. Do the Birdman. Do the Birdman. Why don't you dance? Dance. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I feel like there would be easier ways to signify that this is a real problem for Bart than making up the idea that he's going to have a heart attack because he's overweight at 10 years old, which is not really something that happens all that often. Yeah, I, 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 a heart attack. That's the thing. Not, it's, it, I think it just kind of, I think it is, it's representative of the way, the where the show is because it is so exaggerated. It's so cartoonish. A 10-year-old has a heart attack because he's eaten he's eaten like crap for three weeks and he has a heart attack. Yeah, heart attacks are a clogging of the arteries and they take a long time to happen. It's not it takes an almost lifetime. Like there are people who've had heart attacks in their 30s, uh, even their 20s on occasion, uh, but it's usually an extremely poor diet uh, over an entire lifetime. It's not something that can happen to a 10-year-old unless they have other kind of health uh, issues. Issue. Yeah. And it's it's just so cartoonish at this point when you're like, oh, yeah, the 10-year-old ate like crap for three weeks, and now he's having a heart attack. When the grounded, the realistic thing here is someone makes fun of him. A girl makes fun of him. Cause he's, or he's jumping on his bed and he breaks it. I mean... Or or he's trying to... He's he's trying to keep up. He's trying to ride his bike with his friends. He can't keep up. He's, 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 he's out of shape. Can't He can't ride his bike as well. Like there's so many like you and that you and me, Matt, we just came up with like four different things in the span of 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Realistic, r- relatively realistic, grounded things that could show. Sure, Bart has gained weight and that has affected his life and things that would actually happen to a 10 year old boy that would help ground the episode and help ground the episode in Bart's character. But instead, they go immediately to Bart has a heart attack and Homer, while Bart is having a heart attack, Homer is screaming over his body. Do the Bart Man, mm-hmm. 
we go to commercial seven minutes and 15 seconds uh when we come back uh we see the whole family at the hospital with dr hibbert uh who's basically going over the fact that yes bart did indeed have a heart attack uh hibbert puts bart on a strict diet and exercise regime which is something you do uh, when you've had a heart attack you've really got to put yourself in a, a uh, very strict diet to try and lose the weight um, because and, and but mainly the that's the diet just to also change away from fatty foods because that's what causes your arteries to clog for the most part matt wait i go wait, the, wait, wait, wait we, you didn't mention but wait you got to mention the x-ray i'm not sure i saw the x-ray <laughs> no he says dr oh, hibbert oh the x-ray yeah he's like oh yeah uh these things in bart's esophagus are no no no, no no clogging this is uh, Clogging his arteries. Clogging Sorry, his arteries are molted milk balls, and he then Marge is like, "Oh, look, his liver looks okay." And this is quote, "Oh no, that's Laffy Taffy," which is just—it's not even possible. Like, I guess <laughs> you're going for a joke, but at least make it something mildly plausible. Well, well I would—I would also admit jokes are funny. Um, that's. <laughs> I only laughed at you keep uh, saying that, and I think the Simpson writers disagree with you. Well, it's just again, it's just so ridiculous. Like a wad of Laffy Taffy, and is blocking his liver. Like it doesn't make any any kind of sense. And again, it's just not grounded in any sort of reality. And it when you don't ground the show into some sort of reality, like I'm supposed to be concerned about Bart's health, right? Ideally, yeah. Remember when Homer had a heart attack, Matt? Homer's triple bypass. It was, it was a, it it was an episode that actually made makes you. I I, I will say it, it still makes me feel a, a little tense because mm. it is about Homer's health. Homer and and you know logically, okay, Homer's not going to die. I know Homer doesn't die. I've seen the episode dozen a hundred dozen fifty million times. No, Homer doesn't die. Hundred dozen million. It just the number just keeps going up. It's exponential. So I know Homer doesn't die, but because the episode is so grounded in reality, it's so it's so pra- it's so logical and rational, and is grounded in both the fact that Homer Homer's heart attack is treated like it's a real ailment, a real thing that can happen to him, and the family are really concerned about it. Marge is seriously worried that Homer is going to die on the operating table. Lisa goes the opposite direction where she, you know, she studies about uh, heart surgery and goes and like oversees the uh, operating theater. Like it comes in it through character and how would these characters react to this situation? But in this case, we just have Homer yelling about doing the Bartman. We, the, we have Bart. Oh yeah. We have to worry. Why am I worried about Bart's health? He says he has molted built balls in his heart. It, that makes no, what like what? This is Looney Tunes. It makes no sense. And I will also point out, um, in uh, last week's episode, Matt, we noted that why was Doctor Hibbert in the insane asylum, the mental health mm-hmm. institution? Um, in this episode, it specifically says that he is a pediatrician. I just okay. I just I just wanted to like hey someone acknowledging what kind of doctor hibbert is but who cares who cares yeah it doesn't who cares this is whole episode who this whole this whole episode who cares it just doesn't matter in fact yeah um so uh at this point we have a very long itchy and scratchy uh where itchy basically tortures scratchy with medical science uh to the point where he, he explodes and itchy can steal his heart uh 
and Krusty says, oh, this is uh, when he goes back to Krusty. He says, that, oh, this is great. You know, this is uh, information about heart attacks, blah, blah, blah. He says, I've had so many heart attacks that I've had a zipper installed. And then he pulls down a zipper on his chest and then it gets stuck and he has to be carted away by medical professionals. I, well, yeah, I just want to I, repeat the fact that he has a zipper in his skin on his chest. I, I don't know, Matt. I don't know. I like I, I don't know what to tell you. It's just it's just it, for ye- like it's for years we've watched this. You'd see Krusty and like there. I remember the plot point in Bart the Fink where he has the scar, the pacemaker scar, mm-hmm. and it's like and it's important because that's how they can tell it's actually Krusty. And in this, he has his, and they call it a zipper because because it's just a turn of phrase and in this episode they're just like you know what would be funny it'd be funny if Krusty had a real zipper in his chest and you're like no it's not it's not funny it makes me sad Simpsons writers mm-hmm. and then it gets caught because you know you know Matt how your zipper like on your clothes gets caught right uh-huh that's obviously going to happen to Krusty so it happens to Krusty but it is in his skin and his chest that makes sense right yep are these real people Oh, uh, apparently there's some kind of weird flesh golem uh, I, that has weird things happen to them. Can't, I can't imagine what is happening. I don't know what's going on. We'll get to skate right past that uh, to the Simpson home where Bart is watching this and laughing hilariously at what has happened to uh, Krusty. Uh, meanwhile, that's, that's, how you, that's how you know we're in Looney Tunes because someone's laughing at that joke. Uh-huh. Someone's laughing at someone else's pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Marge has just uh, gotten back from grocery shopping, and she's gotten a whole bunch of great stuff for Bart. I talked to Dr. Hibbert today. He gave me a list of Heart Smart foods. Cottage cheese? Cottage cheese! Yuck! From the looks of it, this cheese has already been eaten. Oh, honey, please take this seriously. When people used to ask me how you were doing, I said, at least he's got his health. Now you've got nothing! Okay, Mom. For you, I'll try. (laughs) Okay, now we know you're allergic to cauliflower. But I made a special platter of vegetables that are good for you. It's graffiti you can eaty. You get better, son. Meanwhile, the rest of us will be going to the library. Where are you really going? Milkshake Festival. Look, you can see the booths from your window. Hmm? Today only, free milkshakes for 10-year-old boys. Drink your own weight in milkshakes and win a milkshake. So, yes, a uh, couple things to point out here. Uh, if Bart is allergic to cauliflower, he's also probably also allergic to Brussels sprouts and broccoli and cabbage and any number of other uh, cruciferous vegetables. So good luck finding him vegetables that he will like and eat. Also, uh, the idea that cottage cheese looks like cheese that someone else has already eaten is in, in fact true. Uh, cottage cheese looks terrible. They I put it in things. Not, I, not I like direct. I, I, I'm going to. I think cottage cheese is great. I really like cottage oh, cheese. I hate cottage cheese so much. It's so gross. I like. I'm, man, give me some crackers and some cottage cheese. I'm good. That's a dinner. All right. You go for that. Uh, I'll be over here with my sour cream. I mean. Anyway. Sour cream is also good. Do I have to? Ch- I don't have to choose between these things. Man. I can like them all. 
I like that's true. I, you can. I like I don't both know. those things. I'm, like, I'm not liking kind of hate. I like I like kind of hate cheese. I like uh, I like sour cream. I like yogurt. I like all these mushy white liquids and, and substances. They're all good. Oh God. <laughs> Moving on, uh, we see Lisa passing Bart's room uh, sometime in the future, and she notices that Bart has a stash of all the vending machine food from the uh, school that he has brought home to him and hidden in his walls. Uh, so she attempts to go tell Homer about this, but Homer is rip-roaringly. I can't remember if he's drunk or has some awful food, but no, there's it's, a good it, reason no, it's why. from the milkshakes, man. He's milkshake drunk. He's... Oh, yes, he's milkshake drunk. That's yeah. right, from the milkshake festival, obviously. So she goes to tell Marge instead. And once she does so, the next uh, day, Bart is coming home from school where he has obviously gone back and gotten uh, a whole bunch more of the vending machine food because he has found a ton of money somewhere that he's using. Uh, I assume he's stealing it uh, to get the vending machine food. He's of, repeatedly uh, selling his skateboard to Willie every single day. Because that's the only, like, I'm like, he is a child. He doesn't have a supply, of just income, just, the, his parents give him money or he steals money. Like, I don't know, there's no other way to, for him to get money, but they just, uh, though, they, they had him sell his skateboard to Willie one time, and Willie, I, like, I can't, I can't, Matt. Can't what's that? Why? Like it, everything just doesn't make any sense. Like you can't get food from the vending no. machine if you don't have any money. And like all Marge, Marge doesn't have to like give him health food every day. All she has to do is not make sure he doesn't get money. Yeah, exactly. Kids don't have great ways of getting money. Like when this episode first started, um, uh, the first time I had seen it, I thought that's what the way we we're going to go with this episode is that oh, Bart is going to have to do terrible things for money because he likes the vending machine snacks so much. And again, then it could be a satire about vending machines and schools and how bad they are and you know, terrible food, terrible things they cause kids to do, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but that's not the case. Uh, because in this case, Bart goes home and throws his uh, trash in the bush outside his front door, which obviously no one is going to notice, and then takes out a carrot, breaks it in half, and pretends like he was eating it on his way home. Uh, luckily uh, for everyone else, they have staged an intervention uh, to you know push Bart in the right direction. <gasps> Intervention! What the family? Uh, son, we're here to help with your, uh, uh which, uh, dick the diddly dictionary are we going after here? Overeating. And if there's time, we'll get to my drinking. But there won't be time. I'm telling you, Bart, one vice leads to another, and then you wind up like me. So jaded, the only thing that gets you off is freebasing ground-up moon rocks. All this does is get me to normal. Ugh. Thank you, Krusty. Once again, you've delivered an important message wrapped in entertainment. And I'm so touched that all of you would take the time to eat my shorts, lamos! <laughs> They're professionally trained child snatchers who are taking you to a maximum security fat camp. I'm not fat! So, yes, uh, these are professionally trained child nappers, uh, who, sorry, child snatchers, uh, who have come to take Bart to a maximum security fat camp, as Marge said. Uh, so they are carting him off to a jail where he will be worked and exercised. Basically, it's the biggest loser child edition, uh, which, you know, I'm sure that episode is coming any day now. So... Is that, uh, that is, is where we end the act. Is that still a show, Matt? Is it the biggest loser soul I show? I think it got taken off the air because it was horrific and awful. And I was going to say, that, hey, I know, I, that is a bad way to lose weight. I was like, I know people from the show have suffered horrific health problems afterwards. Because uh, <laughs> you should 
do any of the things that show tells you to. Um, we come back from commercial at 13 minutes and 8 seconds. Um, yeah, Bart's going to the fat camp. It doesn't... This ending makes no sense, by the way. It doesn't make any sense. Um, no, not at all. Because immediately after this scene, where we've seen this... This is like Bart getting dragged off like he's getting taken to an insane asylum. Because they're like throw, they throw him in the back of like a uh, a paddy wagon, basically, because mm-hmm. he's lodged in a fence. Get it? He's fat. He gets stuck yep. in a in a fence because he's fat. Um, I don't know if you understood that joke, Matt. That joke because he's a fat kid, he couldn't get. I get it. Oh, isn't it funny? Uh-huh. Fat kid. So we, you think? Oh, he's getting taken away against his will. But then we cut to the family and Bart meeting Tab, Tab Spangler, Albert Brooks' character, at the fat camp in a, like a uh-huh. cabin. So is Bart getting taken away like by these strange men, or are Homer and Marge taking him there? Which is it, Simpsons? You gonna? Why can't it be both? I'm. I mean, that's what they thought, Matt. I guess they just went. Who cares? Let's not worry about continuity, even within the context of a 20-minute episode. We literally cannot write 20 consecutive minutes of a television show that makes sense from moment to moment. That, like, they, that is literally, this is them acknowledging that. Like, we can either have Homer and March take him to it, or we can have him dragged away by strange kid snatchers. But no, we just wanted to do it both ways, because we didn't even bother writing around it. So we meet Tab Spangler, Matt. Tab Spangler. Mr. and Mrs. Simpson, I'm Facility Director Tab Spangler, United States Marine Corps, retired, but not tired. Guess how old I am. Come on, take a guess. 47? I hate when they're over. Even on the nose hurts. Wow, he's just the kind of weirdo Bart needs. Mr. and Mrs. Simpson, your boy's going to need one thing. Tough luck. Don't you mean tough love? Tough love. Of course, this has never made sense. The sign shop guy lied. Stanley, you didn't question the word luck. Now look what we got. Thanks for the correction. That's part of the honesty. Dan, I just want to leave you with a piece of advice. Become emotionally dead. Leave your body. Make lots of friends. So tough luck. Tough luck and become emotionally dead. That's that's the, some good advice right there. So Bart is left there. By the family, even though they here said that he got dragged there by uh, strange men. And then, but it's not even Bart. It's not like it's not kids, though. It's Bart and a bunch of other adults. What? Is- yeah, it, it's not like it's it's just for kids. Uh, it's literally Bart, Apu, Rainier Wolfcastle, and Kent Brockman. Uh, who's the last person? Kent Brockman is the last one. Kent Brockman, right. right. Which, so there's only four people? And there, and there's maximum security. And it's it's not that hard to keep tabs on four freaking people and three adults and Bart. And okay, so this doesn't make any sense to me. Like, even if you want to buy into their own weird logic, it doesn't make any sense. Why would there be adults mixing with a kid? It doesn't. So they we we see them go through. They're and they're barely. Frankly, Bart is at fat camp for maybe three minutes because we see one scene where Bart. And the three adults are forced to, like, drag, like, a chariot around a track uh, while 
the tab tab whips them and then and makes them confess why they're fat uh bart can't bart bart says i'm not fat i'm big boned i am hmm okay i'm gonna have we're not gonna i'm not gonna have it out right now matt but in a few minutes i'm gonna have it out about what this episode's saying so we have this brief scene and then there's a scene where they are all given ice cream and they have to throw it away like as a symbolic Mm -hmm. gesture like total sense probably total sense like they're like oh ice cream is bad it makes me fat and i throw it in the thing um and bart is secretly eating it um those are the two scenes at the fat camp there's literally no other scenes so we cut back to the family fat camp is apparently extremely expensive so expensive that they can't pay for it without opening the house and turning it into a youth hostel to make money and yeah, I don't know anyone knows this. Youth hostels don't make that much money. I don't get I don't get this, Matt. I just don't get it. It's just like all like they it's just a bunch of like an and only German people come. Yes, no one else ever goes to youth hostels besides German uh 20-something. German backpackers are just traveling through Springfield, like dozens of them. And they're paying fifty bucks a night or something. Fifty bucks a week. Apparently. Fifty bucks a week. That's not a lot of money. Any, any, anyway. Okay. So, oh, this episode. So Bart, yeah. same time. Bart is sneaking ice cream. He wants to leave. Um, <laughs> he wants to leave. So Tab takes him home. Well, of course, Robbie. He has to be shown what he's doing to his family. This makes me very angry. So he get Tab takes Bart home, and then we get like. A tour where Bart is taught shame. <gasps> German backpackers. You see, son, every family has to make extra income when they send a child like you to a place like mine. You're lucky this is just a youth hostel. We had one family who had to take in dry cleaning. The chemicals killed their dog. Well, that's what they told us in the lawsuit. I don't see a dog living past 14 anyway, do you? Hmm. They can't see or hear us, right? We're not the ghost of Christmas past, Bart. They could see us. <laughs> if I were invisible, you think I'd waste my time with this belt-shirt combination? Excuse me. We're looking for Mr. and Mrs. Simpson. I'm sorry to say, this is their son. Oh, so he's the strudel-sucking Globenheimer who has bankrupted them with his expensive treatments. Strudel-sucking Globenheimer. You need to think about that. That's what the human race thinks of you. <gasps> Problem number 35 with America, no universal health care. Number 36, no metric system. What is this, the time of Charlemagne? Answer me, answer me now. Oh, my God. Come on, let's look for your dad. And if we have some time, maybe we'll look for mine. <sighs> oh, boy. Robbie, I don't think we've sighed enough in this I, uh, I Okay, I'm going to have it out, man. I'm going to have it out right now. This is All me right, having is it, it out. Time? Is it finally time? Oh, okay. Well, let's. Uh, let, I'll do one more plot point, then I'll have it out before I just play the last okay. clip, which is not anything connected to this episode whatsoever. So we we Bart gets this tour of shame through his house because he's making his family have Germans in the house who were all very mean. Um, which I don't know. I I, no, I don't think that like I don't. It's these are also very weird stereotypes because most European tourists are actually extraordinarily incredibly polite. friendly. Yeah, they're polite. extraordinarily polite and kind. It's mostly American tourists who are the total jerks. 
I guess they're just oh, like British tourists. British Brit- tourists too. Sure. Um, but you would think that the Germans would actually that like the funny the funny thing to me would be oh the Germans are very they have like remember when the Germans bought the power plant? Oh yes, they were very friendly and everyone got cool new stuff. Right, and the thing was they only fired Homer because that's how that's how inept Homer is. Right. He's the only one who got fired. Okay. I don't the Simpsons don't remember. That was that was what, season four, five? They don't remember that. Um they stopped watching their own show because they remember they might remind them of how like what good television is. So Bart is given this tour by Tab Spangler, like, look at what your family is forced to do to pay for the fat camp that I run. And you're like Okay, tab maybe just charge less. Uh, if that's the thing, but that's not the point. The part, the point of this is to show Bart how he is responsible for this. To 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 show him he needs to change his ways, which is a good way of doing that. I mean, honestly, I'm saying, oh look how you're behaving. This is what should have been at the intervention in the first place, because that's what you do at intervention. You show the way that the person is hurting themselves and hurting the people they care about. That's the point of intervention. Okay, I, 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 I can't. I cannot do this, Matt. I cannot do this, okay? I cannot do this. Bart is a 10-year-old boy. Bart Simpson, this is not Homer. Homer is in his mid-30s. Sure, intervention away. He has plenty of self-destructive behavior. Bart, Bart Simpson, is a 10-year-old boy. I'll say it again, 10 years old. A 10-year-old boy has very little control over his behavior on this kind of level. He eats mm-hmm. junk food because it's readily available to him. The, I, he is, you can't, you should not teach kids to feel shame for eating ice cream. They're 10. They doesn't, you're, you, you will destroy their lives. Their entire life, they're going to be anxious about food. This is what you're doing. The, 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 the solution is empathy. And, Here's the thing, Matt. If this episode ended up with us going, the going, oh, we shouldn't have sent you to fat camp. It's our fault that we let the school system put these vending machines in. It's our fault that we don't actually make sure that you don't get the money to buy it or help control your situation or just say, hey, it's okay that you weigh more, Bart. It's okay. Who cares? It's it's not a big deal right now. You're 10. It'll be all right. They don't do any of those things. They go, no, you should feel shame. You should be you are you, Bart, are responsible because you're fat. You're responsible for the way your family is. And you're like, oh, this is terrible. This is a terrible lesson to teach a 10-year-old child that it's because they're fat, their family is in a worse spot. And the show doesn't ever actually engage with any of this thought. I don't even know if it's intended because it's this episode's such a mess. And it bounces well, yeah, around it's so much. Because writers don't think things through like they used to. They don't think go to the logical conclusion. Uh, because as soon as you spend more than a few minutes thinking about this, you realize, oh, this is this is not a great idea. And sometimes it takes someone poking you. But I feel like there had to be somebody in the writer room who grew up fat, uh, or you know, who has had weight problems and you know has had to work through all of this. Because said, hey, maybe this is sending the wrong message. Like it, there are so many other things you could do. But instead, it's just, no, we're going to what we're going to do is, one, make Bart fat because of vending machines. And you're like, mm-hmm. OK, vending machines. That's the reason. Like, it's I mean, not it's it, a start because it, 
you know, a, a bad food environment does cause, you know, or at least a contributing factor to obesity. That's a start, but you have to show that Bart is surrounded by it at all times, and the vending machine is just one symptom of it. it and, like, there's, it, it's a very, see, the ma- problem is, this is a very complicated thing. And the Simpsons at this point are un, are simply incapable of handling it. They can't, and typically, what the Simpsons would do, the best Simpsons, would take an episode. And instead of trying to tackle some 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 like giant societal ill on its on, on at face value, it would instead embody that problem in one of the characters. And in this case, it'd be oh Bart struggling with his weight because of all these extraneous factors, and by showing it through Bart's eyes, like oh I have gained weight now. Life is harder for me for this, this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason. And I didn't really do anything wrong. I'm a 10 year old kid. I eat food because it tasted good. Like I, Mm -hmm. 10 year old kids are not, you shouldn't be holding them responsible for their diet. They didn't really like, they like cookies because they taste good. I like, I don't know what to tell you. And then you could have Bart and the, the family's church, like realize what these problems are and poke at them a little bit. Just open the window and look out. That's all you gotta do. You do not have to break them down and tell us how to feel. You just have to say, show us human characters that are struggling. And then you wrap it up at the end and everyone goes home happy. That's all you gotta do. But mm-hmm. instead, they have this is their solution to this problem. Right? Their solution, I haven't pulled any of these clips because it's all terrible and I hate it. So Bart is guilty. He feels terrible now because it's his fault. The family has to have these mean germans in the house and bart goes to the school in the middle of the night and destroys all the vending machines and takes the money from them with an axe he takes an axe to them and well he does steal the money from the map but there's an important thing that that statement misses and that he does battle with them because they are not just vending machines, they are sentient robots, and they fight him. They, I will repeat uh-huh. this. I will repeat what I just said to clarify. They they come alive and shoot their like cans of soda at Bart to try and fight him off from it, destroying them. They are trying to preserve their own lives, which I would at least uh, uh, I would attribute to some degree of sapience or sentience. Like defense of your own life. That's like you need recognition of your own value of your own life before you right. can do that. Okay, I, I guess that we're not supposed to think about why these suddenly these vending machines are alive. So Bart destroys them and takes the money from them. Which how much money is that, Matt? I I don't know. I mean, it's a vending machine in a, an elementary school, so several thousand dollars probably. It's a series of vending machines. He he he, he just hasn't been big sacks sacks like a big, yeah. Like old timey bank robbers just has them in big old sacks. Um, so Bart comes back to the family, and I guess Tab is just kind of cool with all this, right? Because Tab let him out, of course. Okay. Um, is it wrong of me to think immediately like, wouldn't they just replace all the vending machines? Yes, but you know, maybe they have some kind of thing with the school where, oh, if they're damaged, the school has to pay to replace them, and obviously the school can't handle that. So, I mean, I Matt, did you when you went? to to school did they have vending machines oh yes for sure um did they have my school my high school in particular had cages around the vending machines yes also 
Yeah, so they wouldn't. So kids, like you know, kids, destructive children, and 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 kids who want to steal, wouldn't be able to do things like that, like this in particular. They mm-hmm. wouldn't be able because kids would do that. I went, and you know, to be fair, Matt, I went. I graduated high school in the year two thousand and four, and th- that was before this aired. So. It's not like this was a new thing. Like, they already had fixed that problem. They solved it. They put cages around vending machines. But that would make mm-hmm. this plot not work, right? That's the problem. Okay. That's, I, again, I just want to, like, again, basic reality. Like, Simpsons can literally cannot engage with it. But oh, I'm getting it. I'm getting, I'm getting it in over my head. Bart comes back with the money. However much money it is. It's all coins, I suppose. And, um... Tells the family, I broke. The, I promised to not gain weight ever again. Uh, he gives the money, so Homer chases out the Germans because uh, they're mean and he hates them. And uh, Tab is there uh, suddenly again. What about what? What's happening at the fat camp? By the way, what? Where? How's the poo doing? Or Kate Brockman? Yeah, like, how are the rest of them doing? And um. Well, it's supposed to be, you know, maximum security. So is someone there watching them? We yeah, didn't we, see any other employees. We literally see zero other employees. We do have Tab yelling at someone off screen, uh, but that's about yeah. it. Um, Tab's there, and they he tells them that they have several more weeks of fat camp that's non-refundable. Someone should probably, you, someone could use it if they want. And uh, they send Homer to uh, the fat camp to finish off the the those three weeks i have this clip map which is my final clip which is just albert brooks and dan castellaneta basically improving over the end credits it is the thing that i actually enjoyed the most out of this whole episode so i captured it and i will play it folks you have three weeks left on a non-refundable weight loss treatment so if anybody else in the family wants to use it use it now but who else needs to lose weight maggie Grandpa? My seldom seen half-brother Herb? Why is everyone looking at me? I am not too fat. I'm alive, aren't I? Mr. Simpson, you're suffering from PSI. Poor self-esteem. It's not I. Every sign is wrong! Oh, that's terrible. We got a long drive ahead. You want to pull off at a motel? We'll split a room. Where will I sleep? We can worry about that when we're standing naked before the bed. My goodness! No wonder you eat. What are you eating now? Cheeseburger. You're a catastrophe. Let me have half of it. I don't want to. I just want the cheese. I don't want the meat. I do want the meat. Here's a corner. Let me just bite it. Don't rip it. Let me have the whole thing. You'll get some later. You're a selfish jerk. I've smelled it. It has to be eaten. But it's my burger. I'm driving. I'll kill us. Fine. I'd rather die. That's it. That's a bit. They just play that over the end cut. I'm pretty sure they just let the yeah, that's, that, um... that's one, an amazing bit. Uh, two, uh, did Dan Castellano just have some way of making it sound like he had food in his mouth, or did he actually go get something to put I in his mouth? For that? I imagine he did this with his hand, right? True, I, I guess. Part. Also, uh, doesn't Bart still need to lose weight? Like, should he be the one to go back to the fat camp? This episode doesn't care, man. It does not care at all about any of it. It is, it is just a bunch of loosely string, string, strung together scenes. Uh, where Bart gets fat. And that's it. They're just, that is literally all they had. I'm pretty sure the premise was Bart gets fat and they had Albert Brooks. So like, oh, he'll be the fat camp counselor, except he's not, he's not even that. He is just yeah. a dude. He just yells. It's Albert Brooks yelling in which, hey, there's some humor in this episode. I'll give him that. But this episode is awful. I hate it. Like, I, like, 
as I'm watching this, all I'm thinking about is all my bad experiences as a fat kid and how I felt and all the things I struggled with as an adult because of those facts. And you know what would have felt great if I watched an episode of The Simpsons that just was let Bart be a fat kid and let him be vulnerable and kind of show his struggles for what they were in a real world. A realistic setting, a semi-realistic setting is all I'm asking for. Uh, some place where kids, child, children don't have heart attacks, where Krusty doesn't have a literal zipper in his chest, where they don't fill the the Simpsons house full of Germans who are mean. Like, I just ask for that. And what I get is an episode that actively tr- shames a child for gaining weight. Mm-hmm. Guess what, guys? Here, guess I'm, um, again... I'm going to speak to this. Here, here, you ready? You ready for this, Matt? Uh-huh. This is me. I'm, timed. I'm going to send this transmission back to uh, Simpsons Creators of 2005. Hey, guys. Hi, Algene. How you doing? No, I'm, I don't, I'm not really interested in the discussion today. Um, fat kids don't need help with that shame part. They got plenty. They got plenty of it. They don't need help. You don't need to, like, spend extra time doing that. Uh, everything in society tells them that they're ugly and stupid and, and clumsy. Uh, so when you spend your entire episode just kind of making jokes about it, it makes you look real mean. It makes you look real bad. And maybe try and be like, and even that makes you look real dumb. Like you're, this is like, this is like Paul Blart mall cop level humor, guys. This is just watching Kevin James trip and stumble over himself because he's a fat guy. And, like, you can do better. Like, you're re- this is real stupid. This is, like, base level, like, I'm real dumb kind of jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can't, you, like, you gotta be, cl- I, I like the Simpsons at least, like, have a level of cleverness. Like, it's some level of, you can't do that. Really? Are you that struggling? Like, oh, we gotta get this episode out. Oh, oh, we got Albert Books back. He hasn't been on the show for seven seasons. You know what we're going to use him for? He's just going to be a guy who yells at kids about being fat. Isn't that fun? Everyone loves that part, right? Hey, yeah, Al, Al that's Matt. Hey, Matt, this is Al. Al, Matt. Um, So, don't do not do that. Maybe you should not do this. Maybe. Oh, it's too late. You already made the episode. Oh, that's unfortunate. You made the episode, you know, 16 years ago. Oh, that's, a, that's, a tr- that's trouble. Okay, over and out. Um... I hate this episode, Matt. I hate it. Hate, hate it, hate it, hate it. Everything about it is wrong. Hate it. I hate it. Um, we'll rank it at the end of the show. I mean, we know the answer to this already. Robbie, is this episode broken? Yep. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and the thing is, Matt, I'm holding it again. I'm. You You know how I know I'm angry? How I, you know, I hate, I hate this episode because I'm holding the microphone. Uh-huh. Hold the microphone like I'm Henry Rollins, just screaming, um, like I'm at a hardcore show. Just wrap the cord around my hand. Um, it's not that hard to fix. Pretty easy in my mind, honestly, because you can do a really good episode about Bart and getting fat really easily, real easy, because they've never done it before. It's season sixteen, they've never done that episode before. Yeah. I mean, they've had weight uh, episodes before about Lisa uh, and worrying about getting overweight, but never Bart. Never Bart. And it's like you can keep the vending machine thing if you want. It doesn't really have to be anything complicated. It just can be Bart putting on weight for whatever reason. Maybe he, maybe he, he, uh, 
hurts himself and he's in, in, forced to be immobile for a while and it puts on weight that way or or you know there is marge starts putting on maybe he hits a uh you know hits a uh, the the gross part or something and puts on the extra weight you don't know you don't know it could be many many years it doesn't matter but you could make it as simple as bart has gained weight and he realizes now that he is now the fat kid and then you see him like the it it, it reminded it popped into my mind it reminded me of like bart's comet where we bart immediately is like in a new peer group that he wasn't in before in Bart's comment, he's in with the nerds all of a sudden because he's he's with Lisa and all the and all the nerdy kids because he's the one who's found the comment. And I was I had this idea of like oh well we see we have Martin you know Martin has an, an Uter and you can have some a couple other new kids that we haven't met before and they are all they're the fat kids and they all join together and Bart maybe his Bart has always made fun of these kids but now he realizes oh no I'm one of them now and he like he like gains a new appreciation for them and the struggles they face and, and you, could, you could have each each one have a different reason for being overweight maybe one of them is is very sedentary to the point that it's extreme one of them just loves to eat i mean you could explore the many many reasons why why a child may gain weight and in this and like you could have the plot is really just like oh bart wants to lose weight and how does he do that and what is it? And all these reasons. And you could, when when he's starting to try to lose weight, you could have the show just kind of examine, like, oh, here's all the things that stop you. Here's all the reasons. Here's all the things. Here's how society reinforces both ends of this weird spectrum, where it's incredibly easy to gain all this weight, but also you're a complete terrible monster if you do, and all the struggles you face. And that it doesn't have to be more than that. There doesn't have to be all these steps with a fat camp, and and uh the germans in the house it is really simple it's bone simple it's so easy this and those are the plots the simpsons generally really excel at are these really simple plots but they just fill the episode with a lot of uh really clever uh social commentary and really clever character-based humor and you could even have Homer be there because Homer himself has these problems and you could say oh and Bart and Lisa Bart and Lisa could be like well it could easily be well, you look up, look at your dad, look at Homer, look what he does and show him binge eating and these really unhealthy attitudes he has with food and how they've been reinforced with Bart. It's that simple. And at the end, Bart could, you got to go back to the status quo, even though this episode doesn't do that, doesn't care. See, that's the thing, Matt. They don't care. They don't even go back to the status quo. No, it's more important to get the, the jokes in at the end of Bart beating up the vending machines. Jokes. Um, But you have Bart lose the weight again, but you could have him... I, here's my easy pitch. You start the episode, literally start the episode is Bart making fun of uh, Martin, one of the fat kids. You end the episode with Bart having lost the weight and having an opportunity to make fun of them, and instead he deflects. Or, or he doesn't do... He makes a choice not to make fun of them because he has been in their right. shoes and he now understands. It's that easy. It's a simple it's arc. That that yeah, it's one of those things where you can even have a B-plot in this episode. An episode like that doesn't seem like it would take up the entire episode. So if you have a B-plot, you know, rattling around somewhere, you could use that. It could even be connected to the vending machines if you want to have that be a part of it. You could have Marge trying to fight the school system to get these vending machines taken out. Or if you want something wacky, it could just be about, I don't know, whatever. Whatever you want, honestly. It doesn't really need to be connected. 
those are e- those are the easy things because you just throw in some wacky crap that's like the funny stuff in the B plot that doesn't need to carry the weight of a, a dramatic arc. <sighs> but they don't do any of that. They don't. This episode is just it's just making fun of overweight people. Yep, isn't that funny? Again, it's really like, and it's just the like simplest, dumbest jokes either too. Like it's just again, it's just Paul Paul Blart Mall Blarp. Like it, like that's what this <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Blarp. Bart, Bart, Maul, Bart, 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 That's what this whole episode is. It's just that over and over again. And then once in a while, you get Albert Brooks trying to be clever and trying to save the episode and doing his best. But it weighs. Look, God, all the great episodes that Albert Brooks has been in, all the great characters he's played. This they give him this. Blah. Tab Spangler, which is fine, but he deserves more. He deserves more, Matt. That's what I say. Uh huh. I like Albert Brooks. He's funny. He's amazing. He has an amazing things for the Simpsons, and in this case, they wasted him. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments from the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the News Group is where I comb through the Homer's, nohomers.net forum, see what people thought about the episode when it came out, pull some reviews. Um, got some bad news for you. Oh, why am I not surprised that a bunch of people who probably look like Bart as children laughed at the way they made fun of him? I I don't want to, I'm not going to generalize, Matt. I will say they love this episode. They gave it a, it's 43%, gave it a 5 out of 5. 5 out of 5. 5 out of 5. So, Summer 4 foot 2, 5 out of 5. Heart Pro Kid, 5 out of 5. Same. Same episode. Same. They're just as good. Right? Yeah. 43% 5 out of 5, 33% 4 out of 5. So that's over 75% thought this episode was good to great. Then additional 14 and a half, almost 15% at 3. Less than 10% gave it a 2 or 1 out of 5. Less than 10 combined. Just together. Less. Um, Here's some reviews. The Simpsons opening sequence parody, best thing all season. This is one of the best part episodes in a long time. Albert Brooks' character is one of his funniest yet. He'll never tank. Never top Hank Scorpio, though. My only real gripe is that they've redubbed Homer's line at the start of Act 2. It was funnier in the promo. Other than that, gold. 5 out of 5. That is your complaint. Because they redubbed Homer's line one time. Okay. Uh, next review. Oh, man, this is definitely the best episode of the season. Even beats future drama. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. All uh, right. I, I, this is, I know this is on, like, uh, was it nohomers.net or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I really enjoy a feature. I don't know if it's of Reddit or of uh, Reddit Enhancement Suite, the add-on, uh, that allows you to tag people. Uh, <laughs> so if that was the case, we could tag this person. Terrible taste. Uh, next review, 4.5 out of 5. I enjoyed Roofer just a bit more. Uh, this is me. I would also like to note that this episode aired directly after Don't Fear the Roofer. So back to back. Uh, so I enjoyed Roofer just a bit more. I just wish they spent more time in the fat camp and less time in Homer singing. And Itchy and Scratchy was a bit too long, but I shouldn't complain. Just glad to see them. Title sequence bit was crazy. It laughed so loud. And Albert Brooks just adds a whole new level to the show. The rest of that, I hope the rest of the end of the season can be this good. Um, next review. Like a friggin' roller coaster. From enjoyable to soul-crushingly bad to transcendingly good, it all evens out a low. Four out of five. The revised intro was awesome. Last review. Don't want to be a troll, but I didn't like this episode. Most of the jokes fell flat. We've seen the show parody its own theme song. I just didn't get Albert Brooks' character. Redeeming aspects include the vending machine premise and the reference to Herb Powell, 2 out of 5. I mean, 2 out of 5 is generous? I just... Don't want to be a troll, man. Don't don't want to be a troll. troll. 
How yeah. dare you criticize something? How dare you criticize something that's awful? Honestly. Yeah. I, oh God, don't want to be a troll. Can't mm-hmm. imagine. <sighs> All right, Matt. Precisely. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite episode featuring a guest star? Quite an open, open-ended question, which I was intentional to a certain extent. Appreciate everyone who took the time to answer. Matt, take it away. All right. Uh, first response from Benjamin. Bart the Fink. Although it's a short part that adds nothing to the plot, I always love Bob Newhart's appearance. 100% well, correct. I hate, hate Bob Newhart. Add, always adds something, okay? Even if it... Oh, of course. Like, he slows that episode down for that one scene, and it just, it just makes you take stock of what has happened and I it just completely bob. alters how you experience that i love bob newhart he's I, i'm gonna start i'm gonna start a sick a, a podcast that just goes through all of bob newhart's sitcoms just from episode by episode just that's what it'll be a long one for good you do you do that oh but that's uh, with you matt with you you're gonna i mean we, I, been, I need something new to watch i was gonna watch young justice but all right we can watch bob newhart young justice yeah it's a, a dc animated show from the early 2010s Really good, actually. Um, anyway, uh, from Alex, if Kelsey Grammer counts, Kate Fear. If he doesn't, Phil Hartman and Brother from Another Planet. I would think Phil Hartman would count uh, less than Kelsey Grammer, but either they, way. They both you. count. Both those answers are good. Okay. Uh, from Tim, uh, Dave Thomas as Rex Banner in Homer versus the 18th Amendment. Thomas gives the impression that he took the appearance seriously, resulting in a spot-on impersonation of a Prohibition-era cop. Uh, from Lauren, I don't know if it counts. Uh, or he counts, but I'm making an executive decision and saying Albert Brooks is Hank Scorpio and you only move twice. Mr. Brooks is so talented that he's able to make supervillain Hank really, really likable. He's a boss you want to work for, which he allows you to have hammocks at work. Hammocks! Uh, don't call me that word. I don't like things that ele- elevate me above other people. I'm just like you. Oh, sure, I come in later in the day. I get paid a lot more. I take longer vacations, but I don't like the word boss. Uh, from Hoppa, Homer the Vigilante. Malloy is brilliantly voiced by Sam Sammy Neal and the mad, 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 mad world finish is gold no dig up stupid no dig up stupid <laughs> uh from derek so many answers i could not give uh so many answers i could give but i'm going to go with what probably an odd choice and say lard of the dance not the best episode but it does have merit and i think a lot of that is down to lisa kudrow her timing and delivery is very different to the way characters normally speak on the simpsons and that's the point in having a guest star it is fun for fans of friends to recognize phoebe but beyond that the episode is elevated by having alex not be a totally nondescript character thanks to kudrow she couldn't have been voiced by just anyone contrast this with just three seasons later where they waste the talents of julia louis dreyfus in a nothing role so whilst there are better episodes i chose this one because it makes because it shows how at one point the writers could tailor a character their guest star still make meta references to their guest star and have it be successful without feeling overly gimmicky and lame oh 100 correct uh from matt i know you both detest this episode but mine would be how i spent my summer vacation the stones and tom petty are my top five bands seen them this episode when i was 11 made my choice concrete when it came to music hey uh, hey hey matt, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey 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 uh-huh tom petty and the heartbreakers are the best american rock band of all time but i, I, I any play for me i'm but mike's mike scully come on man i can't i can't with mike scully uh, from El Columbia 88, Mulder and Scully in the Springfield Fives is the best crossover and the best guest characters. Uh, from at Hippie 200, uh, Mother Simpson, the only Simpsons episode that has actually made me cry. An exceptionally well-written, touching, and funny episode. Glenn Close is the perfect Mona Simpson. I don't think they could have found anyone better for the role. Uh, from at Chaz Ingalls, who could forget Wayne Gretzky's performance on The Nightmare After Christmas? He's got a gun! Happy birthday, goat. Yesterday was... I don't even yester- remember that. Yes- gonna... Yesterday was Wayne Gretzky's birthday at the time of this oh, recording. That's... 60 years old. Uh, yeah wow really just 60 dang he's he's crammed a lot into one life 
You mean being the best anyway. hockey player of all time? Yeah, that does that. Exactly. Uh, and from at, yes, it's Aaron. New Kid on the Block. Sarah Gilbert was fantastic as Laura. It was a rare time where a younger character was voiced by someone age-appropriate. Really surprised she has never been back. That's true. Probably, uh, I imagine that was her choice. That's probably true. It's not, I mean, it's a character that could come back, but she probably saw what was going on. I was like, mm, maybe I'll stay gone. Uh, from at Zach Babbins, Homer's Barbershop Quartet. It's an impeccable Beatles parody that's also a reverential tribute. George Harrison's guest spot is the epitome of what the Simpsons did best. Take a legend and make him participate in his own normalness. Plus, those brownies looked good. They really did. Uh, Robbie, what is yours? That's a tough one. It really is. Like, I, there, There's actually one in these responses that I'll talk about that I'm just like, wow, I did not know that was even a famous person. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go with Homer the 18th, Homer versus Eighteenth Amendment, um, because Dave Thomas is there's a lot of you know you could I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna pick a one timer, not an Albert Brooks because I could pick Neil and Move twice, but well, yeah I'm gonna pick Dave Thomas as Rex Banner because he does kind of him and Homer carry that episode without without Rex Banner the episode does not work and without Dave Thomas doing that that performance so perfectly so accurately of like that careful balance of being like no i'm a i am a serious prohibition era cop and also uh completely absurd it does not work and but it does somehow it just somehow somehow what is your answer matt uh honestly i did not know dave thomas voiced that character uh i i don't even i don't think it came up when we did the episode i that's incredible i loved rex banner as a character and it's not a character that could come back after getting catapulted at all but you he's know fine. i would like to see him back he's fine um but i'm i'm gonna go with uh glenn close and mother simpson um as well as uh jenny uh that is the only Simpsons episode that has made me cry uh my my record with cartoon shows is uh two futurama and a one simpsons episode and that was the one simpsons episode let's not talk about jurassic park we don't have to uh no no i watched that episode once never again i'm gonna we're never gonna do futurama futurama podcast so i'll say that out this is cheap that's not fair you shouldn't you can't do that with a dog come on man that's cheap that's not real can't do that can't make me sad about the dog um next week's question was your favorite Apu episode we haven't done a poo yet for this season for the favorite poo episode and he poo appears in this episode even barely but whatever uh we don't need excuses next week's question favorite poo episode i'll post this on our twitter at substitute pod you can email us at substitute pod at gmail.com you can find us the, the question on patreon at patreon.com slash the simpson show i post the questions publicly there so you can answer if you uh, don't want to support us we appreciate it anyway we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The no Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. I'm trying stuff the other. Matt is behind. He's behind me by five points. I'm leading by five. Yeah, no, apparently points. when we do the same episode, you pick up much harder things than I do. I mean, last week we both got zero points, Matt. So we're at the, officially True. at the, officially at the. I don't know. I don't think my. I don't think my questions this week are that hard. All right, fair. we'll see. I mean, I thought that easy question was crazy, but you were just like completely Mister Memory. I'm I'm always see this, Matt. This is what's in my head. I'm gonna tell you right now. This is my thought process. I just remember that moment where I go, "What character do they they introduce?" Um, Ernest Borgnine as famous being for being in in and you go Sergeant Fatso Judson in from here to eternity and I go I he knows that what doesn't he know 
And I'm like, I I feel like that's what I'm I challenging. I love that now you know that. Like, you will never forget that. No, now. I'll never forget. I'll remember that fact for the day till the day I die. Sergeant Fasho, Sergeant Fasho Judson from here to eternity. You ready for an easy question? I've never seen that movie slash TV show, whatever it was. It's a television. It's a, not a television show. It's a movie uh, from here to eternity. You'd hate it. I'm guaranteed, Matt. You'd hate that movie. Uh, which, what, you ready for an easy question? I'm ready. These are all from Camp Krusty. Oh. Uh, your easy question. What reassures Bart about the state of Camp Krusty? Uh, it has the Krusty seal of approval. That is correct. All right. Uh, your questions are all from A Star is Born Again. No. No! Uh, in A Star is Born Again, no. what Springfield bachelor does Sarah Sloan hook up with? Uh, Ned Flanders. You are correct. Sarah Sloan. You can ask me that, Matt. I want to know Sarah Sloan's name. Your medium yeah. question. Your medium question, Matt. What is the technical name for Krusty's Fat Camp? The technical name? Oh, oh, oh. Um. Oh, dang. Uh, oh, uh, Krusty's Image Enhancement Camp. Dang it! <laughs> Yes, that's right. That's correct. Yeah. All right. Your medium question. Uh, what author does Sarah Sloan bring to Marge's book club after she starts going out with Ned? Oh, God. That happens in that episode? Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> there's a fat... I can't... Bu- a book club? Author? Huh? Writer? Okay. Uh, Getting over why the, the reason they didn't read it. Um. Okay. She brings... I don't think that's up. That, I, I have a name on my head, but I'm pretty sure it's a different episode that she's i think it's in the, the the where they go to i think it's the crust it doesn't it, the crusty daughter episode they have uh they go to a book thing uh yes they do okay that's i think what i have in mind and that's a bad so sarah sloan she would she would know famous oh 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 god oh god oh i know the book what's the author's name um uh bridget jones's diary by this is absolutely riveting i it's bridget jones's diary uh the lady who wrote that matt that's my answer the lady who wrote bridget jones's diary i'm sorry robbie that's that's not good enough uh is helen fielding helen fielding that's the lady's name that's the lady's name don't you remember cletus this uh helen fielding's given this turtle bridget jones's diarrhea no, I don't remember not, that, Matt. That's not from this episode. It's from a different episode, but that's I, how I remember who wrote Richard Jones' diary. Okay. I don't even get a point. I remember I remember the book. No. no. Not even one? Not even one. Come on. What if I cry? Not when I'm behind by five points, no. You're only you're only behind by three points. Now. <laughs> All right, Matt, your hard question. What day does this episode begin on? Camp Cross Day, that is. Uh, it's the last day of school. Which is? Uh, is june 19th week away man it's june 12th is the correct <laughs> answer dang so close all right your hard question what is the name of the dance the whole town attends at the beginning of the episode um i'm gonna guess it's like a lover's dance or something because it's you know it's about ned being lonely um spring fling i'm sorry is the jellyfish cotillion that's that episode too Apparently. Like, that's the thing, Matt. That's the hardest thing about remembering all the, like, the sc- especially Scullier episodes, is that they are just such a random assemblage of things that any of those things you said could be in any of those episodes, and it wouldn't make any difference. They'd be the same episode, functionally. Like, there's nothing special about them that has... Why, like, the the episode that has Flanders 
falling in love with a Hollywood star is the episode where Helen Fielder, Hel- Helen Fielding appears, and they have a dance at, with, about jellyfish. Like, mm-hmm. There's what? Are, how are those things connected? Well, uh, the jellyfish uh, dance is when we find out how lonely Ned is. I I, I get that, but why jellyfish? Oh, okay. Good to know. Like it could be like you would. That's why I said, you know what? It should it'd be like a lovers, like a Valentine's Day or something like that, because that's focused on couples. It's focused on love, but instead it's just jellyfish. And you're like, well, why did they pick jellyfish? Why didn't they pick something that reinforces the theme of home of Ned needing wanting to be have a couple? Have it like they just go, oh, it, it could be any dance. Like you have that opportunity. Why wouldn't you take it? Am I just an idiot for even thinking about this at all? Yes, you are. Okay, cool. That's good to know. I'm still up by three points. We have one, two, three, four episodes to go. I don't know if I can hold on. We'll try. I'm going to try and hold on, Matt. I'm going to do my darndest. All righty. See, the problem is I was too easy on you this week. You got you got, you caught up to me. Uh-huh. That's the issue. I gained two points on you. Yeah, that's the problem. Because you couldn't remember who wrote Bridget Jones' diary. Well, I got to remember Sergeant Fatso Judson in From Here to Eternity, Matt. That information takes up space in my head. A lot of space. There's finite amount of space in my head. There's less space every day, frankly. My brain cells are—they're going—they're—they're well, they're, yeah. they're jumping off the, the deep end as, as fast as I can. You ready? Let's let's go. Let's move on. Let's move on to our final segment. Segment segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. <sighs> I uh, Look how how low is this going, Robbie? That's the real pretty low. I this is our list, Matt. You know, mm-hmm. um, this is our list. We decide how much uh we like or dislike an episode, and uh, I hate this episode. I really hate it. Um, it makes it's not like full of nonsense like some of these episodes at the very bottom, but I'm like this is the lowest tier. This is the F. Oh yeah. This is the F minus tier um, one episodes I would down there with with Goo Goo Guy Pan and Kill the Alligator and Run. Yeah, these are episodes I would destroy if I had the opportunity. I would I would I would wipe them their existence from the face of the earth. I would Thanos snap them out out of existence if if I possibly could. Um, There's the frying game, which is the screaming pillar. Yeah, I like the screaming pillar more than this. Yeah, I'm right there with you. This episode is odious. I, I honestly, looking at these, uh, right below the frying game is Old Yeller Belly, uh, which is about people having unrealistic expectations of canine, uh, you know, bravery. Mm-hmm. I think that one's better than this. I do. Um, I agree Bart- with you. I agree with you. Bart Mangle Banner is where it starts to get tough. Um, well, not really tough. Um, that <laughs> was mean... just dumb. Google Guy Pan is actively offensive, so I think it fits in well with this one. Um but I'm not sure if this is better or worse than Goo Goo Guy Pan. I think this is better than Goo Goo Guy Pan, but that's a low bar. Um, I, yeah. I, it's close. Bart Mangle Banner is also really bad. Um, I'm gonna say this, Matt. This makes more sense than Bart Mangled Banner, but it makes me angrier too than Bart Mangled Banner <laughs> uh, because Fair. of my own personal experiences. So, and I don't really need any better reason than that. I don't need to like. Bizarre list. We'd put things where we want. And I think I would rather watch Bart Mangle Banner again than I'd watch this again. So I'd put this right above Google Grab Ham, right below Bart Mangle Banner. Sounds great. Sounds great. Doesn't sound great at all, Matt. That's the problem. This episode is miserable. The Heartbroken Kid is a new number 326 on our list. 
right below Bart Mangle Banner, right above Goo Goo Pan. It's new number 135 on the post-Golden Years ranking. I hate it. It's terrible. Um, there is one more question we have to ask, though, before we go, and that is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? Um, I mean, yeah, we fire. Yeah, get get out of here. What are you? Get out of here. There's no reason to keep this get, anywhere near the get, cannon. Get out. Get get fire the cannon. Get out of here, heartbroken kid. I hate you. No, you're not part of the cannon. I'm sorry, Albert Brooks. I really am. But you're not. You, it's not your fault you're a part of this episode, but you're getting you get shot out of the cannon just like everything else. I'm really sorry. It's too bad. You know you're 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 doing all right. You got plenty of other good Simpsons episodes. There's a movie coming up. You're you're good in that. But that's no, of course not. No. Yeah. No. Glass the planet. N- nuke this thing. You don't want this remembered. Never. No one should watch this ever, ever again. Um. Ever, ever, ever. We can jump up to the top of the list and work our way down. We are currently number 36, Bart After Dark. Definitely keeping that one. Love Bart After Dark. Who doesn't like Bart After Dark? I'm sure someone has their reasons, but neither of us. But, 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 but Matt. Yes, Robbie. But there's the the music. We put the spring in Springfield. How could you, Maison Derriere, how could you not like it? I I don't know, Robbie. I really don't. But that's just. We put the boing. In Springfield. In Springfield. It's yes, a yes, good song. And you get, you get Bart removing Homer at the end. Because of Homer Heckles uh, Marge, who's doing Belgilicus that. It's so mm-hmm. charming. It's so much fun. Why would you? But yeah, of course, it's part of the canon. It's a great episode. It's so much fun. Uh, I like to, it. It enriches the world of Springfield. It makes it feel full and, and real when you have the secret location. That's not that secret, but it is a secret to all. You know, certain people know about it. Certain people don't. It's nice. Has a good song. Remember when the Simpsons had good songs? I do. I mean, it's, the, 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 there was a period when they had almost no songs, and then they've gone back to songs that are still pretty good, but don't quite fit in episodes now. I, I, you know what? Some of the songs are good, and I'll take that. You know, it, even if some of them aren't great, I'd rather them try because this is—it's just kind of depressing. We haven't had any good Simpsons songs in God knows how long. You're just, you're just like, oh, remember when they used to do that, and I, and it was fun. They have really good, fun musical numbers. They don't do that anymore because it's work. Okay. Um, I'm just complaining all day today. So that's uh, that, 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 that's that. But what, what, what do I do? Oh, right. This is what I do. You can find this list Matt, at our website. It's the SimpsonsShow.com. It has links to everything, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed to our patreon if you want to help out the show help us pay for hosting really appreciate you appreciate everyone who does support us and gets a bunch of bonus podcasts from it our next episode matt is a star is speaking of a star is born this one is a star is torn oh no uh this is a talent show american idol lisa and american idol against fantasia playing a character interesting all right clarissa clarissa wellington i've never seen this episode I can't recall it either. Lisa sings songs about Homer. Draws heavily from the jazz singer and the Broadway musical Gypsy. Uh, of course it does. What's wrong? With, what's wrong? You don't. Those things are bad. No, those are good. I just the Simpsons it, trying to parody them in season sixteen is probably not the best idea. Maybe it'll be good. We don't know. You can't. 
You gotta, I gotta have hope, man. It's, I gotta have hope. Might be you gotta have hope. Yep, it's the best things. It's what, uh, it's what uh, Red tells me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Dufresne. Uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And you I'm can, Matt. No, 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 we gotta do the. Nope. I'm doing my social media things first, Matt. Oh, then sorry, we'll sorry. do this. I, I apologize. I did it. I did. I did start that. You're terrible. Familiar, how dare you? I did start the familiar cadence. I'm Robbie. You can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman.com. You notice it's all my name. You can find my other podcasts on my website and links to purchase my horror novels. I have six of them now. My God. My newest novel is Splatterfest. It is a slasher mystery whodunit uh, set at a horror film convention where all the celebrity guests are being picked off one by one in ironic fashion. You can find it on Amazon. Read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Oh, that is true. I have focused all of my time into uh, developing psychic powers, uh, but I need some help testing that. So you're going to have to think really hard at me, uh, and then maybe, possibly, I will uh, get the question and i'll respond to you in the same way so i want you to go somewhere very calm very quiet and just kind of meditate and think the question at the same time and sometimes you'll find that's even better than getting the response to your your question can i can i just text you my question Matt? i mean you can but everyone else has Good. to meditate. I, I don't really care about it. that's fine i just as long as i don't have to do the whole psychic thing i don't got well time. no you're special I, well, you're a special boy i'm very special uh that'll do it for us today i'm robbie and I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this episode. Shh.